talking so fast you can run his podcast at point five. Results are conclusive, just know that he argues both sides. His GM is a shadow of his normal self. Doppelganger stealth. Hello everyone and welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of Shadow of the GM Podcast. So today... That was not a great start for a second season. It was mostly good of a recap and kind of picking up some points from my last episode about um, Against the Dark Master. Main thing going to be some clarifications. One thing I mentioned that was probably slightly inaccurate, I've just realised, having listened to one of the columns that you're going to hear in a minute from Jason. So Jason from Nerds RPG Variety Cast, who's the one who's GMing our um, Against the Dark Master game when we started this week, has called in with his response on some of the questions I raised and did mention it by name in the podcast last time. And also direct you to the podcast, which is a check out when it comes out about um, this particular game. But yeah, it just kind of prompted me to sort of raise a few things. So I just want to kind of quickly go through those and get those kind of recorded and out there to kind of make a few more points about the system that I'd remembered that I'd not mentioned last time, rather than go back and try and add them into the episode and people who'd read listen to it before miss out on them. So yeah, without any further ado then, let's launch into what Jason's got to say and get this episode moving. Hey Barry, Jason here. I'm in the car. When I get home tonight, I'll look and see about the magic systems. I don't remember off the top of my head because I, I kind of skimmed through the character creation for Against Dark Master since I'm GMing and not making a character. I'm kind of expecting you guys to know what you're doing making characters. <laughs> um, but but I'll look. I, I do have some thoughts on Against Dark Master and some of the character creation stuff, so I'll call you with those. I Today, 28 January 2021, I did tape... tape I did record an interview with Arlen Walker over at Live from Helm's Wasteland where we talked about Against the Dark Master, Ed Murp, and a couple other things. And we, we talked about some of the differences in his feelings on Against the Dark Master versus some other systems. So look for that in the future. I don't have an episode number yet, but watch for that. So a couple thoughts, Barry, I had on character creation in Murp. Your skill, your I'm sorry, your spell points are called power points, and you get one power point. Well, you get a number of power points depending on your stat, and it depends whether it's in intelligence or intuition, depending on the kind of caster you are. But basically, in unless you have an intelligence of 95 or higher, you're going to have one power point. Well, you can look on the table. It's BT one. It's on page 22 of the second edition Merp book. But basically, to get a power point, you have to have at least 75 in that stat. If you have 75 to 94, you get one power point. 95 to 99, two power points. 100, you'll get three. And 102, you get four power points. And then your power points are multiplied by your level. So if you're lucky enough to say you get two power points because your stat then at first level you have two power points, second level you have four power points, and so on, so on, so on. Um, but that's how power points work. It's just your stat bonus multiplied by your level. Well, not your stat bonus. The power points on table BT1 based on your stat 
and then you multiply that by level, unlike against Darkmaster. The other thing is Merp has secondary skills, which are actual true secondary skills, where against Darkmaster has optional specialty skills, which are like feats. Overall, I think against the Dark Master characters are much, maybe not much, but they are more powerful and more um, gamey. I guess more of a modern character than a Gurps character um, than a Merp's character. Um, yeah, but that's my thought on the character creation of the two. And I do not like the wealth system. I think I got cut off. I do not like the wealth system in against Dark Master. I'd much rather just run it straight coins. <laughs> I mean, you could have the background kind of wealthy family, whatever. But the the way they do wealth and um and all the economics and 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 we talk about this. You'll listen when you hear um Arlen's podcast. But we talk about the a couple of different things like the journey system and the encumbrance system and a couple other things that are, seem kind of odd, as well as the combat sequence. But I, I don't want to steal the thunder from Arlen's conversation with me that he's going to publish on his podcast. Thank you, Jason. That's Jason there from the Nerds RPG Variety Cast. Um, and from that, Colin, I'm just going to sort of pick up a few points and um, sort of cover some things that they had prompted, reminded me about, and also things that I'd completely forgotten about. So first thing I wanted to raise was, it realized it was an error in what I said about spell points in against Star Master. So as I said about the skill points and stuff, that obviously if you don't have your vacation bonus, vocation, vacation, vocation bonus when you get it, but you are there are basically in against Dark Master, um, you have access to spell lores, which is where you get your spells from. You put ranks into them, but there are what they're called common spell lores, and those are ones that anyone can cast to put points into. Although only up to the fifth weave, so you can't do effectively tenth level spells unless you have a vocation that you cast spells. But from the skill, the spell points point of view, you do also have your stat based spell points, uh, which are the ones I'd not mentioned before. So um, if you are basically a vocation that doesn't have development points in those, you base it off your bearing. So your bearing stat is the one you do, and that's a level based gain. Um, so that you do actually potentially, depending on your bearing stat, therefore get some sort of points every level based on your bearing. So I think you divide it by your stat by 10 and round down i want to say and um, so for example if you had 25 you get two etc and so on and so forth um so yeah i just want to sort of add that sort of um correction in there yeah so basically one magic point for every full point a uh, full 10 points of a stat value so basically you can still get magic points every level um based on a stat so it's bearing obviously if you then have a character class with a really low bearing um, then you well a character has a low bearing and you try to do magic you'd probably be at a disadvantage because you wouldn't get any except for like I said from your kin base levels which then don't go up so that's the first kind of point I would have realized that I'd kind of messed that one up when I described it and having gone back to it and listened to what um, Jason was said because he mentioned about the ones in Merp where the table gives you your spell points as well from that table and um, whereas noticing there between Merp and against Dark Master that's kind of simplified again for against Dark Master you don't need to look it up in a table it's a case of just you know dividing your stat by 10 and that's basically it and rounding down and that gives you your sort of level based stat based level per level increase in spell points and make it sound more complicated than it is by saying that so yeah that's kind of the first point i wanted to clarify so again thank you jason for kind of raising that one for me the next thing i wanted to mention was one around about the skill rank system um and again it was talking about being more competent in against start master as compared to merp so in against start master the way the skill ranks work is that it's similar to merp in a way because the first i think it's 10 levels um, you every rank you put in gives you an extra five, so an extra five percent effectively to your dice roll when you roll it. MED 100, which is kind of similar to Merb. The interesting thing that's very different 
I noticed was that in Merp, if you have no ranks in a skill, you end up with a minus 25 to that skill roll. So basically, you're penalized for not being skilled in a particular skill. So if you don't have it, then you're a, a sort of massive negative modifier. And the idea, I guess, being there that, you know, you've had no training at all, you don't know anything, and a bit of basic training makes a big difference in how you perform. Interestingly, in against a Dark Master, that's not there. If you look at the skill section, it says zero ranks in a skill is just zero. So you get no bonus, but you still get your normal stat bonus, vocation bonus, kin bonus on there, but no negative modifier. So again, what this means is that your characters, especially at lower levels, aren't massively disadvantaged by not having those ranks and some skills. Uh, so it gives you, again, that more of a baseline, I feel, competency. You know, even if you have no bonuses, you're still in a zero. So in a fairly, you know, decent D percentile role, you can still succeed at some skills. Now... It'll be interesting to see how that one plays out in game because I can see it sort of twofold. So one thing is it possibly takes a little bit away from niche protection in a way because I do know that my spellcasting character is quite good at things like, you know, I think finding traps and moving stealthily and stuff, even though there's hardly any sort of ranks in there, which is through things like, you know, stat bonuses and kin bonuses, etc. But um, the other thing is it sort of, I guess, goes some way towards something that Jason themselves raised about in some systems where, you know, most people would have a broader range of skills than most games would kind of give them credit for and so in a way by setting the bar at zero rather than say minus 25 it assumes this base level of competency for all your characters so it'll be interesting to see how that kind of plays out like i said in the game i think uh, because of where myself and rob and uh, minion have discussed some of the skills we do have that unique protection is kind of protected by quite how high our bonuses we're talking like 70 80 bonus which when you've played more is quite significant for a first level character to have in some of those skills kind of fairly early on so um yeah but we'll see how it i'll see how it goes in gameplay but i just wanted to raise that because i thought that was kind of a fairly key point um on that one around about the skill system and i don't really mentioned it before and i picked up on it that that's going to be a big massive bonus to how competent we are when we start playing so what Jason's also done in this, those messages has given me the chance to say that if he's not reading character creation as the GM, I'm not going to read too much about the combat and journey mechanics as a player and trust him to understand how those work before playing. So I can't comment on those yet, has to be said. Uh, it'll be interesting to see um, either from Arlen's podcast or from playing it with Jason about how those kind of mechanisms work when we play them and try and compare them. I mean, Merp doesn't have a journey mechanic. That's definitely something that's been added into against Dark Master. Um, interesting to see that they brought that kind of one in there. Um, sounds like something they kind of brought from sort of, you know, ideas from The Wandering, etc. Um, and kind of see where Jason's coming from about it being a modern game with a sense, especially with the wealth system. So the wealth system, again, I've not gone into too much because I don't need it at first level, but um, you've got wealth levels. So basically you've got like a wealth value stat, basically. And we're talking like single figures here at the moment. I think, well, I think I've got a wealth value used too with my character initially. Um, and so it's very much more an abstract kind of wealth system rather than like the gold coin system. Um, I kind of adjacent that. It's not a criticism of against Dark Master. I just know having played other games like uh, we used to play d20 modern back in the day which had a similar system and i'm not massively keen in it um i quite like the idea of knowing how much actual physical cash someone's got to buy stuff well these kind of abstract systems those feel that levels are always a little bit not vague but you know there's a fair degree of like gray areas around it so and again that's just my kind of personal feeling around it not as really anything wrong with the system i will fully reserve judgment on it until we've played it and play some of the high level things and see if that comes into play too much and it, you know it, sometimes it works um, i know like for example call of cthulhu when I used to play that, there was also a credit rating um, skill that you had, which was a way of kind of showing how wealthy you were. And I wonder if it might get used a bit more in that kind of a sense, you know, when we're flouncing around somewhere, it's about showing that we're wealthy rather than necessarily about using it for purchasing things quite so much. Um, but again, I've not looked into it too much, so maybe I shouldn't comment on it too much. Um, so yeah, I'm interested to see how that one plays out, but I just kind of want to put that one in there and say, you know, I do kind of get where Jason's coming from with that one, but I'll, I'll reserve judgment until we've played it and see 
how that one kind of comes out and it'll be interesting to see these journey mechanics that he's alluded to um, and try out the sort of combat system in these rules um, I've not done a side by side with Merp yet to see how that kind of combat process works by comparison but we'll see um, I guess it kind of makes sense Jason from what you said that it is you know more modern because although this is kind of a clone of Merp it's been made, I really think, with the angle of trying to make it more modern up to date. So I think they have streamlined things and sacrificed some things in order to try and make it more, I don't know, commercially viable maybe for the sort of modern gamers that are used to playing certain other ways. Um, rather necessarily, you know, being stuck in the mud about what, you know, us oldies who used to play the old system and kind of, you know, tapping in completely as your nostalgia about it. So we get a bit of nostalgic hit from it being similar to what used to play, but by the same comparison also, they may be getting rid of some of those things. Um, I do wonder about that, though, OSR game sometimes a bit like, you know, are we, are we putting up with some pretty poor mechanisms just from the point of view of that's how it used to be played back when I used to play it. Um, but, you know, it's one of those things. It's all personal choice, really, isn't it? Last thing I wanted to make was a bit of an apology to Jason about, I think I implied in my last episode that maybe he was something at fault around me not being able to do passions and drives around my characters and like the motivation and etc. Uh, because not really knowing about the setting. To be honest, it's probably more my own laziness probably isn't the right word i guess with work and everything else i was a bit you know stressed and trying to get my character done and it was kind of reading it thinking my brain just didn't really have the capacity at the time to think about it too much um and i think more what i was saying is that if i sat down with the others i was kind of sat chatting that might spark some creativity in my brain and kind of give that creative process a bit of a kick um i have since again gone right over it and i think i'll probably be able to um, have a think about some stuff to kind of put in there I mean I do sort of understand a bit about the Beastmaster um, film, I watched it many many years ago and I watched it in a while though so it might be interesting to play the game without a full recollection of what the film was about um, but I've got enough information from Jason for what he said previously to kind of get some idea about what to do so I just need to sit down and give myself a bit of a kick at the backside and get on by doing it um, I think because of the mechanical side of making the character is a bit easier sometimes in the creative side depending on what mood my brain's in and so I would apologise Jason it wasn't really your fault it wasn't really criticism of you um, it was more just my brain being a bit like Bleh, at the time i think yeah that's the technical medical term for it by the way if you ever work in mental health um so yeah just want to kind of say that jason so you don't feel like you know i was potentially being down on year round about the setting etc so that's and that's kind of it for this episode this was episode one of season two of shadow of the gm podcast just want to say thank you very much to jason connolly of nerds rpg variety cast not just for offering to gm against the dark master but also for those collins to kind of prompt this episode fairly short episode today and um, just to kind of get those thoughts out there before i forget about them and to kind of answer some of those things that a i forgot about or that jason's kind of ways when he was discussing the rules um so again if you have any questions or comments feel free to leave me a message on anchor at uh, anchor.fm slash gmshadow you can also email me at gmshadow@hotmail.com, or you can find me on twitter kicking around as gmshadow i am also on various discord servers especially things like gurps and fantasy trip and gaming ballistic and things so i'm out there if you use that media more than anything else um so basically until next time everyone keep on gaming mm -hmm.